One billion years in the future, Earth still exists, though maybe not as we imagine it. Eras upon bygone eras worth of technology have been left behind by eight previous and fallen civilizations. It is now up to the denizens of the Ninth World to piece together what was left behind. Perhaps they're looking to carve out their place in the world, or simply to survive a land riddled with weird and unearthly dangers. Or perhaps still, they just wish to learn and uncover the secrets of the Numenera. Whatever it is this new era of adventurers and heroes is looking to discover, they'll have to dig through the imprinted echoes of the past to find it. Hello, and welcome to Imprinted Echoes, a family-friendly Numenera actual play podcast. My name is Zan, and I'll be your GM. Thanks for joining us today, and as always, we hope you're all staying safe and healthy. After exploring a graveyard, it's time to head to Symphony, a bustling collection of sounds and the closest thing to a city that this dimension can offer. Rumors are heard, information is exchanged, and sonic ciphers are obtained. Join us as Nehemiah, Smolren, and Jory try to navigate a symphonic experience. You all find yourselves in the tumult, a place of purely sound. And even in the small amount of time, if you can call it time, that you've been here, you've already experienced an incredibly wide variety of unexplainable things. Having left the Scordatern outpost and venturing off to find a graveyard, you also ran into some dissonance eels, which you heartily dispatched. After the information that you got from the graveyard, you decide to head towards the sweet, melodic sound that you've been told is symphony, but decide to take a rest before officially heading out. If you'd like to make that recovery roll now, the one-hour recovery roll, you are free to. Would be lovely. Yes. I have rolled a one, giving me five back. Missed you too, roll 20. <laughs> yeah, I've rolled a <laughs> six. Mm-hmm. I'm actually fine, so I'm gonna awesome leave it. All right then, hoity toity, Miss God likes smarty pants. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> and again, when you rest, when you relax here, and the equivalent of napping, you feel in the more tangible and physical world. You all gravitate towards each other and your sounds intermingle to the point where you can't really tell the difference between one or the other. This is a version of safe sleeping. Are we in a cuddle puddle? You are in a cuddle puddle. (laughs) We are vibing so hard. We are vibing. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're vibrations, you see. It's pun. It's me. I I need to emphasize to listeners how very early in the morning it is. (laughs) It's fairly early. It's nine o'clock, which isn't super early, but it is a Sunday, which does make it earlier. And well, I I would like to emphasize to listeners then how early in the morning it is for me. (laughs) I was going to say, I work in the restaurant industry. (laughs) That's very fair. I wake up at five every day, so yes, this is yes. not much for me. Zan is rapidly approaching lunchtime. Just about. I would already be in my second period of the day teaching at this point. And I eat lunch after my third period, so. Yeah, today's 
I probably got to bed at like three. It's, it's not <laughs> not that common anymore, but what can you do? Adulthood. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Anyway, you collect together, rest for a while, and once your strength is back up a bit, decide to start following that sound in the distance. And just as you followed other sounds previously, it's a little far off, and then the more you concentrate on it, the more you start drawing yourself in towards it. It is a strange collection of noises. At first, it seems like they shouldn't fit together. But the more that you listen, the more you realize that it is a carefully crafted collection of tones, of sounds, of onomatopoeia, everything that you can imagine, no matter what the sound is, it is woven into this harmonious, connected, orchestrated piece of music. And as it gets louder and you start approaching, you again see, and I'm going to put that in heavy quotations, you experience structure, you see, hear, perceive, symphony. It is a collection of these resonant islands, all put together, that are then connected by this low overtone, seemingly tying them together into different districts and neighborhoods. Unlike a physical structure that you would see within Earth, it doesn't necessarily have walls and gates or any sort of entrance, per se. But you feel yourself approaching the edge of the main volume. Do you push through? I suppose this is where we're meant to go. This feels very organized. I don't know how they'll react to outsiders. I don't don't even know if they're going to notice. I don't know if they can. After you. (sighs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely visualize that as like Smallrin and Nehemiah standing there talking about like who's going to go first and then Jory just kind of running through, arms up, past the swan dive. That is 100% what I meant. (laughs) Good, good. She's in. You push through and you're enveloped by these sounds and at first it feels incredibly overwhelming. You can suddenly not feel the edges of yourself. You can't tell where you start or stop and the sounds around you start or stop. Oh. Takes a while. A couple minutes. Eventually you can regain that boundary a little bit. But you still feel yourself connected to everything that is happening around you. So do anybody else feel like they just entered into like 700 long-term relationships at the same time? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'll be honest, I kind of like it. It's not the worst, but I feel like it's going to get complicated if things stay as they are. <laughs> Look, as long as we maintain open lines of communication, I don't see why this could be a problem. <laughs> Nehemiah is 100% here for ethical non-monogamy. <laughs> which Look, I, like, which I the- like knowing about him, honestly. <laughs> Look, he, I, I, he just likes feeling like he's a part of something, you know? <laughs> A lot of somethings. A lot of somethings. <laughs> Whether that is, you know, a friendship, a marriage, a basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> and let's be honest, all three, ideally. <laughs> As you stand there trying to get used to the sounds that are a part of you, but not a part of you. 
you hear a sound approaching you. This two-tone wave kind of happening at the same time. These two very, not a pure tone, not like what you had in the graveyard, but this very consistent wave of sound that is two notes happening at the same time. And as you listen again, turns into a recognizable voice. Well, hello there. Hello. You seem to be new to this area, don't you? That easy to tell, huh? Well, not to most people, but I'm a little bit different. The name's Gev. I'm the head gardener here. Greetings, Gev. Uh, I'm Nehemiah. This is Small Ren and Jory. We're uh, kind of new to this whole does whatever the sound equivalent of waving his arms around is thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're still getting used to the physicality, aren't you? Or the lack thereof. that That's the one right there, yeah. You seem like you might have dealt with this experience before then, if you can tell that so readily. It's my job to keep unwanted sounds out. Oh, well, that turned things a little more staccato in here. Not too keen on people just barging right in here, so I do have a few questions for you. Naturally. Oh, sure, sure. What have you come to Symphony for? We're looking for other sounds that might have had issues with non-physicality, primarily. There are friends of ours that we think may be here or may have come here. You aren't the only ones. I can assure you of that. What we're looking for, we think they might have come on through a long time ago. Some longer than others. All pull through one or two spots over in the physical space. Well, as long as you don't mean any specific harm while you're here... Now we're just looking to be here and get out, leave everyone to their lives. The other question I have for you, what kind of music do you like? You all can tell you don't need to make a roll. That is a loaded question. <laughs> so I shouldn't say lo-fi anime baits to study to. <laughs> <laughs> you could, you could. <laughs> You can tell it's a loaded question. If anyone wants to make an intellect social task check level four, you can get a better sense in terms of what he might be referring to. I failed at a nine. I'm still trying to think of the answer to his question. Success with an eight. Nice. Nice. Failure with a ten. Okay. Smallrin, Jory, you can tell that there is some sort of other meaning to what... Gev is asking you, but you're not quite sure what that context is. Nehemiah, you easily recall that Arcel had told you that they belong to a group called Scordaturns that like things a little more chaotic and unstructured, Mm -hmm. and seemed to call the Grazians that were in Symphony a little bit more stuck up and structured. Okay. Well, I think I can speak for all of us. I like something that's a little bit more, um... A little more rigid, a little more something you can march to, you know, something you could row a boat to. I guess. Oh no, these things don't make any sense. I guess without like legs or water, but no, something you can, something that has a consistent beat. Really, anything like that, I can get down with. All right then. Keep in mind, if you do start causing trouble, not all the gardeners are as slow to suspicion as I. Fair enough much obliged. If you follow the 
second overtone to the right, you'll find yourself into the bazaar. Mm. That's a good place to start mingling and looking for folk if that's where you're trying to understand things here. Much obliged. Thank you very much. And as Gev turns, you hear him move off to one side towards another sound that, again, sounds wholly dissonant. Something that is just absolutely out of place here. And you feel a strange sense as you hear that overtone that was underneath Gav that entire time envelop this dissonance and destroy it. Oh, so... They must have answered something wrong. Let's not mess with Gav or gardeners, apparently. Like, I knew trowels were messy, but ugh. Right. I think going where he told us to first is not a bad idea. Marching to their beat, as it were. Sounds good to me. Bazaar it is. You take the overtone pathway into the heart of Symphony. The Grand Bazaar is a resonance island all of its own. And it has this rising and falling harmony and percussive beats that change with the flow of the sounds around you. And you get the sense of thrumming crowds stalls with various different sounds, orchestrations, and interesting harmonies for sale. Thousands upon thousands of complex musical arrangements are here, both living and not. Mm -hmm. I think we should try and find someone who is dealing in the kind of information we have. Maybe we sell one of the encoded consonants. Is that right? Cognizance. Yeah. Cognizance. Okay. Autocorrect ruined me. <laughs> sell one of those. So you got four and maybe we can make a friend that way and see what we could be doing. Maybe even just trade the information straight up. Information for information. Unless there's any objections, we start moving around, just kind of keeping an ear out for who might be selling that kind of info. You start moving through the Grand Bazaar. All of you keeping a keen ear out for conversations happening between buyers and sellers. An ear out for what these intelligent sounds might be selling. In addition to trying to find the correct merchant, you also pick up a couple bits of conversations, uh, rumors, hearsay, maybe. Nehemiah, you hear that one of the resonant islands on the periphery of the tumult, uh, area that is not being currently enveloped by the quietude, the silence, is intermittently giving off blasts of overwhelmingly destructive sound. You hear a conversation of someone who says that they have fashioned an overtone that promises to serve as protection, almost like armor, that might reflect this back at its source for any person who adds it in to their personal voice and sound. They're currently fighting with another person who claims that that technology, that sound, would have the exact opposite effect, but instead multiply that destructive, percussive blast many, many times over, making the situation worse. And they're having this argument over whether or not this overtone would be helpful or destructive. The sound that is arguing that it would help sounds almost like a xylophone. Whereas the one that is arguing that it would make things worse sounds like a freight train. Hmm. Political discourse? 
Joy, you hear of a concert that's going to be happening a little bit later. Not today, so to speak, but at some point a little farther off. Again, time is a little strange here, but you equate it to maybe like sometime this week. Okay. That's interesting, because if we're sound and everything is sound, then what's a concert? Is it also sound or is it something... Do they manifest physical things as like an artistic entertainment? I, I, everything's backwards. I don't know. What do you all think? I would imagine that in the same way that in our world we talk normally all the time, but then have concerts to show off music and things like that, that they would do something rather more spectacular for a concert. Hmm. Interesting. The reason people seem to be talking about this is that this is a rarer performance. There is a sound collector known as Otarsh that will occasionally put their collection on display. And it contains all sorts of things that other explorers and sounds have collected from the far reaches of the tumult. It seems Otarsh pays high price for anything interesting or new in the area. And it's not often that they put their collection out for public consumption. I think we might have a lead. All right. You see, this concert thing, there's kind of, well, they're not really posters, but there's a collector of sounds, and it seems that the sounds collected come from all reaches, the tumult, which means, if I had to guess, there's got to be something from Rhapsody in there somewhere. Some kind of clue. I just have a feeling. I just have a mood. Well, and even if there isn't a sound from Rhapsody, a sound collector might be willing to talk about Rhapsody if we assure him that we're trying to get there and could possibly bring him something rare and unusual. Smallrin, as you're moving through, you hear a conversation between two sounds, kind of trying to figure out what they are going to buy while they're here. And one of them mentions that they should go talk to Begas, who is apparently known for traveling to all parts of the tumult and always has something interesting for sale. Apparently there is a a trader somewhere in the bazaar named Begas, who is known for traveling through the tumult and bringing back interesting sounds, so perhaps they will have gone to Rhapsody or know of it. I'd be down to check with them. How would you like to proceed? Well, I think our best bets are definitely the two you heard. I heard somebody talking about some armor, which... Don't get me wrong, sounds like it could be a handy thing, but at this point, unless we're planning on going our separate ways to talk to these folk, I think it makes most sense to focus on one of the two that you heard. I definitely think we could be uh, getting some information better if we go rub proverbial elbows with the elite, (laughs) but at the same time... Somebody who has a business of going out into the world is probably going to be more keen on talking about things that make folk uncomfy. Plus, how do we get an end with these individuals? Based on what you are hearing, at least Begas just has a stall. Okay. You're not sure about Otarsh. Yeah, that seems like the difficult one. 
Well, why don't we start um, with the stall, and then, since the concert's not happening for a bit, I feel like we could still probably find this person, but what do you think? Let's start at the stall. Sounds good to me. Okay. Troy, I'm going to have you make a navigation (gasps) roll here. Oh, good. I'd love to do that. Level three. Also love it. And I'm trained, and I roll and succeed with the six. You follow the lilting harmony of the crowd moving here. And it takes not too long to realize that the bigger stalls and merchants are farther down the way. And simply by listening carefully to the names and voices, you are able to find who you think is Big Us. Okay, I have a lead. I think it's this way. Watch out for the shiny goodies, because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of knockoff things (laughs) along the way. I'm nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Got to check the stitching. That's the giveaway. Exactly. Okay, this way, this way. What's the auditory form of a fake Rolex? That's just a mislabeled MP3 Uh, from the early 2000s. Yeah, that's that's the entirety of LimeWire. Thank you. Thank you. It's just, what is it, Zune? It's just Zune. Look... I could go off on a thing about how good Zune was. Oh, really? <laughs> Zune was good. Was it? Zune was phenomenal. And only the only reason we're not walking around with Zune phones is because Apple was better at marketing. I retract my uneducated joke. It's it's fine. It's just <laughs> Zune has weirdly become a like just a joke in the past like five years or so. And don't get me wrong. Anyways, Zunes. <sighs> Soon, quite so. Uh, is it difficult to find? I mean, I've navigated. Essentially, what you end up doing is your role will keep you from getting lost in the crowd. Good. And you're able to navigate through these different vendors and merchants and find your goal without it being we're lost in some sort of weird resonant alley scenario. <laughs> getting shaken down for loose tritones. <laughs> Hey, kid, That's you want to really buy a half-step? <laughs> I have been waiting for all of the sound and music puns. Thank you for delivering. I can get it to you in cut time. Oh, this is so good. Got some staccatos for you. The Colombian. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Willing to pay extra, I got you a parallel fit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jory, you hone in on the stall that seems to be the biggest. The one with the most intelligent sounds around it. The one that seems to have the widest variety of orchestrations and sounds and tones and strange beeps and blorps and and all sorts of other things sitting there. Pretty. And above everything, you hear the crackle of wood burning with the pops and the snaps and the roaring sound of flame rising and falling over all of the other voices near this stall. And through this, you start hearing... And understanding a voice. 
Step right up, step right up. There's everything you could possibly imagine here. If you want tritones, I got them. Do you need a new undertone? I got them. You want something exotic, a little bit sweet? I got that too. Everything you could possibly imagine here at the bazaar. Oh, I'm going to go look at counter melodies. Now, George, give me, give, give us what, a second what, I, here. Uh, uh, okay. Let's stick together. Okay. You can look at the counter melodies. I'm here for uh, okay, it. Okay, okay. But. Okay. Well, let's focus up for just a second. Stronger as a group, stronger as a chord. I got it. Exactly. We're good. Mm, but they're so pretty. How about some information? Ah, uh, what kind of information are you looking for? Is there like a way I could like pull them off, like just a little <laughs> bit? So yeah, just, you just can so like, front. you can wave them over. Yeah. So we're um, looking for some folk. Might have come through a long time ago. Might have ended up somewhere that might have met less than grade N. We just want to figure out what happened to them and if they're still out there. I'm willing to trade for it, naturally. Before I uh, offer you any sort of trade, can you describe who you're looking for? I mean, plenty of travelers come through here. I've seen quite a few different sounds on their way here or there. Don't want to give you something and make you pay for something that uh, I can't provide for you. Much obliged. We're looking for Rhapsody. You hear shifty eyes. (laughs) Yeah. Turn one way and then the other. And then you hear kind of a clanking sound come from behind them. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, Kia, you take over for a moment. And you feel pulled in closer mm-hmm. towards Vegas and almost like off to the side. Follow me. Mm-hmm. We're not going to talk about this out in the open. You make your way to a back alley, <laughs> essentially. And Vegas looks at you. All right. If this is information you're actually looking for, I need payment up front. This isn't something I'm about to just dabble around in. I promise you that I will give you everything I know about Rhapsody. I take one of the encoded cognizance and display it. Yeah, it comes out as kind of this pure tone, mm-hmm. as information seems to around here. Right. And you again hear Begas kind of stop. That crackling, popping mm-hmm. fire ceases for a moment. Not quite as long as the other people that you have encountered, as though they're like taking something in. Sure. More as though... They're considering it. Sure. It was, yeah, yeah, that'll work. That'll work. All right. So, uh, Rhapsody. Rhapsody is a, it's a graveyard, right? What we've gathered. It's one of the bigger ones around here. Mm. Around the entire thing, there's this uh, dead zone. Mm-hmm. Place of no sound, like most graveyards, because this one is so big, it's pretty thick. It takes you a little while to get through it, if you're actually looking to go into it. Inside, though, is a little bit different. You see... My understanding is that uh, this particular graveyard has brought enough substance around itself to gain an expression. Consciousness. The graveyard's alive. It's a weird sense for it. Alive is not quite the right word, right? It's supposed to be like... It's just supposed to be information, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. But like anything else around here, if uh, a town becomes intelligent enough, there is a sense of, uh, of mind to it. And awareness. Yeah. Awareness. All right. It's not the easiest thing to find. I've been out on the outskirts of it before. I don't know that I could lead you back there, though. All right. Why don't folk want to talk about it? Two reasons. There's a handful of pretty powerful score deterns out there who are convinced that if they are able to keep the information there secret, or at least to themselves, that they will attain an unlimited knowledge of sorts. Hmm. Additionally, the Grazians here think that this is the reason that the quietude is encroaching. 
something with Rhapsody is bringing the quietude in. That's what they think. I don't believe it. Do they say how they think? What's their theory? So graveyards are uh, things from other places poking through, right? In, in information from, I don't know, maybe some other world, some other place, uh, popping through and forming sonically. Mm-hmm. You don't say. <laughs> just things left behind from these connections. This is one of the most powerful ones we've ever seen. It's almost as if the source it has for communicating and transmitting things is off the charts. It's been around for quite a while, but only recently started to gain a true voice. Mm-hmm. Essentially, the Grazians think that it's pulling the sonic energy out from everywhere around it, causing this silence to continue to envelop, and they're afraid that it's going to continue to pull all the energy to the point that there is no other sound left. Hmm. You didn't hear that from me, though. Naturally. Taboo subject to speak about, really, seems to be. Just makes folk uncomfy no matter which way you're coming at it from, right? It'll start a fight no matter where you are. I see. Like politics or breakfast cereal. True. Mm. All right. I promise you we're not hunting for unlimited power. No. You don't seem like the type. Oh, thanks. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. So you don't know how to get there. How can we find it? There's a small group of uh, squirt-a-turn adventurers, uh, hunters, gatherers, however you want to word it, located in one of the other districts. Probably not going to welcome you with open arms. Probably going to have to find a way to, like, gain their trust, but... We're used to that. Any idea where we might... Um... They're down in the Molda district. Ah, thank you. Much obliged. We'll, we'll check in with them. I gotta stop saying that. I'm caught in a loop. <laughs> saying much obliged today. I've been very obliged all morning. I think it's... <laughs> much obliged. It's that natural tendency to be very polite in new company, I think. I suppose so. <sighs> Look, I got a stall to get back to. Is there anything else I can help you with? Oh, uh, yes. What would you... Uh, what would be a good exchange for this? And I will open my hand... And I will make the sound of a cheering audience. Mm. You know, I think I can provide each of you with something if you can all add into that. Can you make some sort of uh, musical piece with that? All three of you add in? Well, actually, can I change my flex skill to orchestration? Just orchestrate things. Social things, yeah, maybe, maybe, or spy that's, things. That's perhaps. what I was thinking, like a caper. Yeah. She is Danny Ocean. What do the fish have to do with this? <laughs> <laughs> Fired. Good night, everybody. Aren't, aren't capers a type of peppercorn? Yes. I was going for kippers. Oh, ah, there we go. Yes. <laughs> so multi-level, the jokes. I'll give you orchestration. That sounds good. Nehemiah will add in the sound, like a bass line of bow strings being thrown. Smallrun would like to add in the original hum of the orb in Lagam. Spicy. <laughs> you add those all together, and when Smallrun especially adds the hum, you hear that crackling fire shift a little bit, almost in slight recognition. Yeah, that'll work. Right. And again, you feel them pause take in the sound and then one by one pull like reach back over to the stall and pull something for each of you nehemiah you are presented with something you understand to be a mask mm-hmm. something that you feel that you would like put over your physical self if it were there sure but it has this 
kind of pulsing sound. Mm-hmm. And you get the feeling that if you were to don this and add this sound into your person, it might alter your mind's electrical oscillation. You get a dream machine. Ooh. When the user sits within close range of the device, so if you put it on, for 10 minutes, you enter a hypagogic state, basically allowing you to open your mind to the wonders of the data sphere, and you get the answer to a single question. Interesting. So I will put that on your sheet for you. Thank you. So it is a level three. Jory, you get a small device Mm -hmm. that almost looks like uh, an orb. You have a countermeasure. This is a device that creates an invisible field around up to three living creatures that lasts for a minute and scrambles all effects of incoming sound. Hmm. That could be very useful. Go ahead and roll me a d6. Okay. Four. This is a level six cipher then. Oh, wow. And interestingly, I still don't know what other thing is. (laughs) Nope. Smallrun, you are presented with what you perceive to be, again, something you would add into your own personal sound, almost gloves. And you get a sonic master. These gloves will establish a connection with one sound in short range. After the connection is established, you can move or manipulate that sound anywhere within short range. Wow. Now, if this is a intelligent sound... You would have to make a check to do it because they might resist mm-hmm. it. But if it is not an intelligent sound, you can manipulate and move it at will. All right. Go ahead and roll me a d6. A6. Level eight. Nice. Um, as much as it pains me, I think I'm going to get rid of my cat's eye because for the foreseeable future, being able to see in the dark is not going to matter that much. <laughs> That's fair. Fair trades then. I would say so. Works for me. Yes, thank you very much. All right, well, I have a stall to get back to. Uh, didn't hear a single bit of that information from me, right? No. Nope. Who are you? Never heard it before in my life. Good. Well, doop de doop de doop 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 <laughs> And they, you hear them turn to move back to the stall, but take a moment and turn back and goes, I'd also like to point out that, yes, I know you did pay me, but I'm also telling you because I like chaos. <laughs> and then turns and <laughs> walks back the other way. Uh, Same. I get it. I like this merchant. We enjoy a chaotic capitalist. (laughs) Correct. Correct. Yes. F the man no matter who it is. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to episode 59 of Imprinted Echoes. As always, if you'd like to follow the podcast on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Imprinted Echoes and our website, imprintedechoes.com. There you'll find links to the Ghostlight Media merch store, which I might remind you has some really phenomenal Void Friend merchandise, and our Patreon, if you're able to help us out monetarily. And on that note, I'd love to thank Christina, Tyler, and Everett for their continued support. If you'd like to help us out in other ways, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating and review, and tell a friend about the show. You can also find our hosts on Twitter, myself at Covered in Sawdust, Chase at TQ Loudly, Rin at Rin underscore Moran, and Bridget at Really Bridget. And our network, Ghostlight Media at GLM Pods. Thanks once again for listening, and I hope you'll be back in two weeks to hear yet another episode of Imprinted Echoes. And until then, 
may your ciphers never malfunction. Imprinted Echoes is produced by Zan Campbell-Johannes and Chase Greenley and is edited by Alex Berkowitz. Original show theme music is by Justin Longacre. This has been a Ghost Light Media production.